purpose is to help you heal, and I'm your host, Marie Monville. We are going to spend 10 minutes talking about healing. What kind of healing do you need? Is it in your mindset? Is it emotional healing? Is it spiritual healing? You know, there's a lot of healing that we all need, and this is where you're going to find it every week, 10 minutes on Tuesday. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me. Welcome back. This week, we begin a two-part series on grief. You know, I think for a lot of us, we don't really understand what the grieving process looks like until we find ourselves in that place. And it is so hard to navigate grief, especially without the understanding of, you know, what does it look like? Why do we feel the way that we feel? How long does it take for these feelings to subside? What can we do to make it better? Is there anything that actually makes it better? And so we're going to start talking about those things. This week, I really want to dive into, you know, what grief looks like a little bit of a layout of how we can approach the process and what we can expect. And then next week, we're going to go more into how to create a space throughout the holidays that gives you the ability to be okay with how you feel, to find ways to institute new traditions, you know, if you're facing the loss of a loved one, to understand that it's okay, maybe to skip traditions if something just feels so hard and painful. It's a place that's going to help you understand how to move forward, what to expect, what to do, whether you're walking this out as your personal journey, or if you are someone that is supporting a friend or family member in their journey. These next two weeks, we're going to spend together talking about something that we don't talk about a lot. You know, when, when do we have the opportunity to have conversations about grief until we're in that place? That was my experience. I didn't really know anything about the grieving process until I found myself there. I lost my first daughter at 26 weeks of pregnancy, and I was totally unprepared. Unprepared for that loss, but unprepared for the aftermath of that, for the length of time that it would take for me to to really move through that season. And I think if we if we spent some time talking about what grief looks like, if we were better prepared, it wouldn't make it easier, but at least we would know what's coming or we would be okay with how we feel. Because I think especially in our American culture, we have this desire for instantaneous transformation. You know, we want things to snap back to normal in just a couple of days. And and that's not what grief generally looks like. And, you know, I think part of it is just aligning ourselves with reality because the reality is that for most people, the grieving process will last one to two years and the most intense feelings of grief often last six months. And I know a lot of people say that, you know, time heals all wounds, things like that. And I just don't agree with that. I think that what time does is allow us the ability to learn how to live without that person. You know, if our grief journey is suffering loss, the loss of a loved one, what happens over time is that we start to learn how to navigate life without them. If you think about it a little bit like a muscle, you know, when we lose that person, we've never really had to utilize that muscle of learning how to to go through life without them. And what time does is give us the ability to develop that muscle. And so it gets stronger. You know, we might get better at living without them, but it doesn't really mean that that we don't miss them or that, you know, we're okay with it. It doesn't time doesn't heal the wound. It's going through the grieving process that allows us the space to heal. 
And so maybe you're thinking, okay, you know, grief lasts most intense feeling six months, but overall one to two years. Well, what does that feel like? And I think for a lot of us, we might feel numb. You know, we might find ourselves in a place of shock or disbelief or denial. And as much as there used to be this understanding that grief was a process kind of steps and you went through them very systematically, it is now understood that that is not true. And every person processes grief a little bit differently. We might go through a systematic progression of steps and we might not. And just because we do or don't doesn't make it right or wrong. Each person has their own unique experience. And it's giving ourselves the grace to say, I'm not going to judge whether, you know, my process is right based on what somebody else's process looks like. I'm just going to give myself the grace to be here in this moment to feel these feelings and and to to allow myself to be okay with that because i think grief is it is you know this thing that happens to us that we weren't prepared for and it often comes in really inconvenient ways you know maybe you're having a great week and suddenly almost out of nowhere you're feeling the pain of grief and loss the reminder of someone that you miss so much and you didn't know that that was going to happen in that space. And that's what I found about grief It is inconvenient, but I'm better served by allowing myself the space to process those feelings, to deal with my emotions rather than just trying to push it aside. Because the reality is that we can't push it aside. And if we just try to shove everything down, we're going to carry it around with us. It's going to impact our thoughts and our decisions, our relationships, it's still going to be there whether we deal with it or not. You know, I think we also can experience fatigue. The process of grief makes us physically tired. And you know, that's not the only way that we experience physical symptoms of grief. It can also increase inflammation in our body, cause us to have difficulty sleeping. We could have headaches and increased blood pressure it causes us stress, it reduces our immune function. So there are a lot of ways where, you know, we might see the presence of grief in aspects of how we feel emotionally, but it's also doing something to us physically. And I think if we're able to take those two things into account, that grief does impact us in a physical and emotional kind of way, that's a space to say, okay, I need to give myself space. I need to work in some extra downtime in my schedule, not plan things back to back to back, give myself the ability to have time to process what I'm thinking, to get some extra rest, to engage in meaningful remembrances. But you know, the other part about grief is that it's not just this place of dealing with people that we've lost. It also comes for other reasons. You know, you can go through many experiences of life feeling this grieving place, and sometimes it comes from disappointment. You know, sometimes it can come from deep disappointment from situations or or relationships that have been broken. Person's still alive, it's not that, but it's just, you know, this disappointment that we're feeling. It can be other places of loss, loss of a job, loss of a home, you know, loss of a pet. It's, it's not always the loss of a person. And so if you're feeling grief, if you're feeling, you know, this, this just heavy weight on you and you're thinking, why is this a problem for me? I haven't lost someone. It's still grief. 
And so I think it's telling ourselves, you know, I'm going to give myself the space I need to process through this. I'm going to build moments into my calendar where, where I have the ability to just take some time to do things that are meaningful to me, to engage in relationships. You know, we don't have to surround ourselves with a multitude of people, but it is important to have a couple that we can lean into a couple people that we can be honest with that even if all we have the ability to do is send a text message and just say, Hey, I'm really going through a difficult week, you know, just to know that someone else cares and is carrying the load with us, that they're going to be able to check in on us because grief can feel very isolating, especially throughout the holidays. It seems like everybody else is enjoying their life and we're the only one that is in this hard place. And it's less difficult if we welcome others in. And so for those of you who are listening and, and you know somebody who's in a grieving space, I'm going to ask you to step in it with them. Just walk into that space with them. Don't, don't tell them, hey, let me know if you need anything. They're probably not going to let you know. I can't tell you how many people have said to me in various grieving places, let me know if you need anything. Well, one, we don't even know what we need most of the time. And two, we don't have the strength to ask for it. So if you see somebody that is grieving, I'm going to ask you to do something else instead. I'm going to ask you to tell them what you're doing. You know, we know that everybody needs to eat. The very least, just take them a meal, show up and do something tangible for them. Help them clean their house, do their laundry, go to the grocery store for them, pick up, you know, something that is helpful and useful to them. Just come and be with them. Sometimes they might want to talk. It's a gift to be able to talk about those that we've lost or hard situations that we've been through and just have, have someone listen. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to try to make them feel better. Just listening is powerful. And so this week, you know, whether you find yourself on the side of actually walking out the grieving journey or you're someone who's, who's thinking about someone in your life who is grieving, I'm going to ask you to make the space. Make the space for yourself to grieve. Make the space to enter in to their season of grief and to walk with them. Because, you know, I think what makes it so complicated is that for those who are really in that first one to two year period, you're learning how to, you know, live in this different place, especially if it's a loss of someone that you loved, you're learning how to do life without them. And it's hard enough to do that on a daily basis, but then you throw in the holidays and it just makes it so much more difficult, especially when we look around and we think everybody else's life is perfect. So make the space to process your emotions and your feelings. Surround yourself with people that are going to care about you, be intentional with you. And for those of you who can help, help that person that you know. That person that's coming to mind as you listen to this, reach into their life and do something tangible for them. And then I invite you to come back next week, spend another 10 minutes with me. We're going to talk about specific things that you can do to help someone you know throughout the holidays. And we're going to talk about from the standpoint of someone who is grieving, how to balance that out, you know, how to give ourselves permission to engage in those moments of joy, even when we're feeling the sadness, how to create new traditions, how to be okay with maybe skipping some of the old ones. We're going to talk about all of that and so much more. 
come back next week and spend 10 more minutes. You can find all kinds of resources and things available on my website, mariemonville.com and check out my new book to help you heal. It does have more tips and all kinds of things in there that are going to help you with the healing journey that you need for your everyday life and for moments like these. Thanks for spending this time with me today. Thank you.